Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. On May 29th, you posted a series of photos that you captioned Padump. <laughs> Is the Kylie Minogue bop being overplayed or are you still bopping? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's the 100th episode of That's a Gay Ass Podcast! My name is Eric Williams, and this is the podcast that asks, whose fault is it that you're gay? Mazel tov. It's like a gay bar mitzvah. A hundred episodes of a podcast? There's been a hundred episodes, four gay-ass live shows, one live interview you're about to hear, and hundreds of thousands of downloads. Welcome, and thank you for being here. If you hear explosions in the back of this recording, it's because it's the 4th of July, and I cannot escape it. I could not think of a better guest to welcome to celebrate our 100th episode with. It is Brian Derrick. He is a political strategist, an influencer, a tech founder. He founded Oath. He helps people with breaking down the news and the politics. And yeah, he's so effing attractive. It is such a joy to have him on the podcast. And this episode is truly... Gorgine. I was just in New York City, not only for this recording, but also for That's a Gay Ass Live show at Littlefield. We packed the place. It was unbelievable. The night before was this recording, which was, of course, not as gigantic of an audience, but no less stunning. It's hard to describe in words what this podcast has done for me, but it's given me the gift of accepting and celebrating who I am. It's helped me work through trauma. And there are endless amount of names of people this podcast has connected me with. I'm talking listeners, I'm talking guests, and people who have seen the live shows. And we're about, what, three years in? And not even, and a hundred episodes, and I'm excited for the next 100 and for the Gay Ass Global Take Over. As Timothy said, I'm taking over. (laughs) And speaking of taking over, I just want this episode with Brian to start. We talk about so many great things about his type, about pop culture, Judaism, and beyond. And just to celebrate these 100 episodes, I just want you to enjoy and take care of yourself and give yourself a big gay ass hug right now. Breathe in deep. 
One, two, three, hug yourself as a gay-ass fag gut-trine to breathe out in three, two, one. You are gay, you are gorgeous, and if you're not gay, you're still gorgeous, and I want you to enjoy this episode and get ready for what's to come. live show there's a room of three thousand people um this is that's a gay ass podcast i've wanted to have brian derrick on this podcast and this is not me just buttering up because i'm in purse but i've wanted to have brian derrick on this gosh darn pod for at least a calendar year no i'm not joking and the fact that this is happening now in person at the jcc on the upper west side land of levain land of the the marlene myers and jcc and land of say myers my, my friend Jonathan lives on the other <laughs> There we go. Um, and we're doing this in person. Brian, thank you for coming on. That's a gay ass fucking podcast. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. I can't believe you've wanted me to be on for a year. Well, but... clearly I have good taste because can you tell the girls um, how many podcasts she's recording today? <gasps> this is my third of the day. True. June is busy. And busting out all over, apparently. Um, <laughs> so uh, is this your first gay podcast of the day? Yeah. It's the first one with the word gay in the name. There was sure. trepidation. Sure. I bet the other one was like a bow bottomy, but it was called like, <laughs> my hole. Uh, what was what, what was the vaguely gay one? The social dose is and hosted by Michael Judsonberry and Paris Nicholson. Are they out? <laughs> Extremely homosexual. Absolutely. Oh, so it is a gay podcast. It's just not like. But it's about social media. What part of the podcast about social media did you talk about being gay? Zero parts. And there you go. There it's your first go. gay podcast of the day. Um, <laughs> so the first thing I want to talk about is the drama of the day. Oh. And the drama of the day is I was getting ready to come here. And I said to myself, did we confirm that Brian Derrick is, in fact, Jew? Oh. And I texted my friend, my other friend of the JCC. I said, we didn't confirm if he's Jew. And he goes, even if he's not Jew, it's all goo. <laughs> That being said, I asked you, I'll be honest, I asked you before we started recording, but you didn't give me a full, I didn't have to give the full story. Brian Derrick, tell us, are, say it with me, are you Jewish? Oh, well, I'm Jewish for sure. Um, my mom's family is Jewish. So according to some. Yeah, right, there we go. But I actually don't subscribe to that. If your dad's Jewish it's and like, you are Jewish, you're fucking Jewish. Totally. There's a lot of misogyny baked into that. But, um, and so... My dad's family is Irish Catholic. My mom's family is Jewish, um, hailing from Lithuania back in the day. We have like a really actually well-documented family history on that side, which I connected with later in my life, in, in my 20s. Wow. I, dive, I dove into a little bit more um, after Birthright, really, was like a transformational experience for me because I didn't grow up in a Jewish community. I was in a small town in Ohio and didn't really know other Jews. And so I like knew that we were Jewish, but so birthright kind of ignited the like finding out my family history. Totally. What did you get? Like any nuggets that surprised you about this lot being passed? Um, I mean, kind of all of it because it was new everything, like everything that I was discovering about, about yeah. my family on that side was brand new to me. Like, um, I mean, there were rabbis and like Hebrew teachers way back and 
that was not something that we considered to be part of our upbringing or, or life in Ohio. Were so you bar mitzvah? I was not. <gasps> the entire crowd just gasped. It was really hairy. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, so, totally. Okay, so what? where in Ohio did you grow up? Outside of Cincinnati, a small town called Loveland. And not many Jews in Loveland? Not many Jews in Loveland, no. Did you not get bar mitzvah because you just like, it wasn't something your family had done or did you like get the option and you said no? I've heard that happening to some people. It wasn't something that my family was okay. was doing. I went to a private Catholic school, first through eighth grade. Did you have to say the prayers? Oh, yeah. Totally. What do you remember? Oh, way too much. <laughs> way the too fa- much. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I was just tested on this. Blesses the Lord were those these gifts we're about to receive. Thy kingdom come. Oh. They will be done. <laughs> From sea to stiding. Okay, yeah, we started strong. We started my, strong. My there, husband's but... family. Okay, oh, sure. Tell yeah. me why. And they could probably answer, but I'm too afraid to ask. Tell me why <laughs> they only do their prayer at home when they eat, but not at a restaurant. Mm. I think it depends on. Are they embarrassed? Well, yeah, I think it depends on how religious your family is. I know plenty. But why not at the TJ Fridays? I know people who who. Would... No, I know, but why don't they do it? Well, that seems like a very personal question for them. <laughs> I think I'd rather ask you. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm if gonna, you did have a bar mitzvah, what would the theme have been? Oh, 100% Spice World. No question. No <laughs> Confirming question. Confirming yeah, how yeah, gay yeah, you yeah. are. Absolutely. I was obsessed. I was like giving full Spice Girls concerts. Well, I hate to ask because it might be an obvious answer, but audience say it with me. What Spice Girl did you associate yourself with? Ginger Spice, obviously. I was. Obviously Can you imagine if you're like Ginger Spice? Sporty. Um, well, actually, I could. You I do mean, look sporty. Uh, let me take that no, out. No, definitely not. If anything, it was like. We've all seen the picture. Where did you then get the body of an athlete? Oh. <laughs> um, you don't do that. Watch and quit it on TV. <laughs> <laughs> the body dysmorphia came way later. <laughs> First comes love, right. then comes body dysmorphia. Right. Um, are you just like a Barry's Boot Camp girl? Um, no, no, no. I got more into like fitness generally after I moved to New York. And it was like mostly the people that I was hanging out with. And my brother also, who is also gay. I have an older brother. And he is a triathlete and was like doing Ironman competitions, which if you don't know, is like insane. No, like, yeah. Like running a marathon and biking like a hundred some miles and swimming like a mile, two miles, I don't even know. It's insane. And so, like, that was also something that we bonded over, and I was, like, sort of chasing him on that front. Wow, you just dropped a lot right there. Yeah, I was. Sorry. No, I'm going to go into it all of Great. it. Great. The first thing that comes out of me from that, since we're going back to Loveland. Oh, yep. You have an older brother who is also gay and probably hot because he's an athlete. <laughs> I mean, I know there's ugly athletes, but, you know, that's not you. Um, number two. Your brother is also gay coming out, first question, before or after you? Okay, so he came out first in, like, the chronology of the world. But I usually most people <laughs> kind of use this time. <laughs> but uh, I came out at a younger age. Are you, That's the competition in your head. And you think of course you it is. Okay, what, okay, do you okay. what are you talking about? Uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> so like, let's go into this layered like, answer. Chronologically speaking, your brother came out first. Yeah. But he was, let's say, I'm going to tell you he was 19. 20? Yep. And you, on the other hand, were like, oh, I'm going to tell my parents in the world when I'm 16. 19. 
fuck. Oh my god. So I was, you know, just so close. Flip the six, flip it and reverse it. Okay, so you came out at 19. Yeah. That's your freshman year of college. Sophomore. That's your sophomore year of college. Yes. So you are on winter break. You had been dating a guy that you wanted to tell your parents about. <laughs> how, how close did I do? Somewhat. Give it to us straight. That's like that's like definitely the romanticized version of it. Okay, I was at, I was at Ohio State. Go Buckeyes. Go Bucks. Absolutely. Bucks. Um, sorry. Yeah, the Buckeyes. Absolutely. Um, and so <laughs> I came out to myself really at the same time that I came out to the world. Wow. Like I being in this weird religious sort of in-between growing up, right? Attended a Catholic school, um, grew up in a pretty conservative Catholic community, yeah. internalized a lot of that, and so struggled a lot as I was in, like, my teenage years. And that sort of led me to believe for a majority of my life up until that point that being gay wasn't a thing that you could be. It was a thing that you could do, right? Like, it was behavior. It was a choice. Wow. And so... For that reason, it was like they're like coming out even as a concept wasn't something on my mind because it was just like, oh, I was aware of the negativity of that of that kind of uh, space or identity. And so quick question, did the Catholic school get into your head about like, did they tell you were going to burn in hell? Oh, for sure. Okay, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. All all the time. So Very, that's not going to help like, someone come out. Yeah, yeah. They were beating the drum on that one. Yeah. What class was it in? Just theology? Science class. P.E. Yeah, totally. Lunch. It was like we Would you like some pudding? And gay people will burn in hell. Corn. <laughs> it was very that. It was very that. I'm laughing because it's so deeply sad. And totally. I'm so sorry. I know, I know. So that must have really baked into you. What then, what, So if you say, because that's an intense statement that you came out to yourself and to the world. Was there like an inciting incident? Yeah, so it was like... I mean, just as everybody does in college, you're sort of having these experiences that I had pushed off in high school, right? Like, I wasn't really dating girls seriously or obviously guys or anything and um, was having more of those experiences in college. And it created this scenario where I met a guy that I really liked and started kind of having a double life in a way where I was like, denying that it was happening but it also like it was very much happening and making me happy oh. and so it kind of came to a head and how long had you been seeing him before you had told other people probably like three months oh, three okay, or four okay. months yeah. yeah i mean that's but that wasn't like years no. it's still three months can it, in a valid way feel like a lifetime yeah I mean, that's like 90 days <laughs> you should be doing the math um, <laughs> I'm 90 impressed. days yeah absolutely <laughs> so didn't know you were a mathlete well you're an athlete i'm the mathlete <laughs> and one day i'll have pecs <laughs> so listen at this point in the episode mm-hmm. i always want to ask the question and especially because we're getting into the homosexuality the famous podcast question brian derrick whose fault is it that you're gay who do we blame Pave? oh wow um we could blame Ginger Spice, the Backstreet Boys, Father Larry. That was that was the priest. Was I, he hot? No. Oh. <laughs> no, but he just made it sound so fun, you know, like all the burning the hell and You're all of that. Burn yeah. <laughs> right. Wait, now unfortunately you are <laughs> making me ask the question, you know, 
Did you have a hot priest in your Catholic school? <laughs> no, there were absolutely no hot priests. Did you watch um, Fleabag, the show? Uh, I have an ex who was obsessed with Fleabag. Oh, so it's triggering for me to ask you that? No, 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 not at all. Um, um, but yeah. Did you watch it? I, I absolutely watched it, yes, um, yes. Did you find yourself attracted to that priest? Oh, yeah. Would you rather... Oh, boy. Top... What would you be more interested in, his top half or his bottom half? Like, physically speaking. Top half. <laughs> I just asked the most like gay version of misogyny. Let me ask another way: front half or back half? Okay, I feel like that's more. Wait, 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 let me, let me, front half. It's face. <laughs> we, I'm, I'm gonna pick to, whatever part has the face. You're gonna pick the most respectful part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I think we all know the real question, but it's different when I'm in person versus on a computer with someone. I'm doing this podcast. Would you rather the priest? From Fleabag, top you, or would you prefer the Fleabag priest to be topped by me, or or am I like however com- <laughs> comfortable you feel answering. for either this person over here who it's not necessarily subscribing to your beliefs, or you? I'm not pushing you, pressuring um, you in any way. I'm trying to picture that priest naked. Um, we're probably gonna flip. <laughs> Never have I ever had a better answer. Come on and especially now. that you said it with a flip and see that was so beautiful and like powerful. I mean, you also sounded like the like as a gay person, the broiest a gay person can sound. Did I? You went like this. Probably gonna flip. <laughs> Did you hear this? The pause. I heard after? it. I heard it that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So listen, Ginger Spice turned you gay. Yep. Father Mohegi. <laughs> Is that his name? Oh my god! I don't know who. Oh, I your, went from the from the show. What's your What's your priest name? Larry. Oh, I don't yeah, remember I really his last name. Father Larry. And then, can you talk about between you and your brother? Because I am always interested with gay siblings. Yeah, having three pretty aggressively straight brothers myself. One we'd say is like a sensitive, like he's not gay, but like it wouldn't be the craziest thing. The other two, it's like, honey. <laughs> wish (laughs) so what was it like when your brother came out and you were still closeted oh it was um it was weird at the time right because i definitely felt like buried down deep this sense of like of there being an opportunity of that being like a knocking on a door right yeah but it was not a door that i was ready to open sure and so because you were at the time 16 yeah 17 somewhere somewhere in that range and so, yeah, I just hadn't done the internal work to feel comfortable talking about it. So, oh man, did your did your the reaction of your parents um, make you feel any way different, um, f- either for your brother or thinking about when you were about to come out? Did that sway you at all? My parents have been nothing but lovely in in all aspects throughout. They've always done their absolute best to be supportive of both of us. And cheersing um, your parents. Yeah, 100%. Like, they are real. They are saints. And they're, like, very much ride or die for their for their kids. Um, I love my gay sons. <laughs> totally. Totally. Do they have any other kids? They Yes, we have a sister as well who's straight. Aww. I know. Um, Does she at least like Muna? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll have to check in with her on that. Probably Please. not. Yeah. I don't think we're... I don't think we're on the right side of that spectrum. Um, but every time my parents come to visit New York, 
they always have one request. They're like, oh, yeah, like we're going to see a show. I send them a list of Broadway shows that I can take them to. Um, and they're like, okay, but what drag show are we going to go to? Like they have are to you go. Kidding? They have to go to a drag brunch while they're in New York. They've tried to go to them in Cincinnati and the quality is just like not there for them. <laughs> they like miss New York drag. If any Cincinnati queens are listening. I know. Sorry. You got to step up your pussy. Or like show. invite, or like put on a good show and invite my parents. They would love to come. Yeah. You know They'll what? Let's so do that money. angle. We know the shows are good. It's your parents are going to the wrong ones. Yeah. Where are the good queens? Cincinnati. Totally. Yeah. But New York Sound is also DMs. like one of the, of course, yeah, one of the OGs. Um, if your mom was around in 1969, would she have thrown the first brick? <laughs> Absolutely, she would have flipped the first car for sure. Oh my god! Wait, which was first, the car or the brick? <laughs> um, brick was probably first, and, and, kind and of then the it kind of spiraled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was next. like, "Let's really get this going." You so know? wow! And your dad is also into the drag brunch. Oh yeah, he has the best time. He really does. Is he single? I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> that is so incredible. Your parents yeah. are like... They're so fun. They made us wait. After this most recent one, they made us wait to take pictures with the queens after. So <gasps> stage they, door. Very stage door. Is your brother single? He, My brother is single. Are you single? I am single. Okay, so I my listeners of the podcast know that I am really well, most well-known for my, my matchmaking skills. Oh, Wow. And they also know that no they've, one never, me. they've never had a successful case. <laughs> Great. Don't let that deter you, though, from telling me some pretty intimate details about your life I in order never. for me to set you up with the perfect person. Okay, great. Is and this... I'm also going to set up your brother, too. Okay. First question. Mm-hmm. When I ask you about a celebrity that either personality or physically is like an, a type of person that, you, that really gets you going... Do you have a name off the top of your head? Gay, straight. They can be. They can be anything. And I, can I say the name that I think it is? Yeah. We'll say it with me. One, two, three. Andrew Garfield. I don't know. Doesn't he look no. like an Andrew Garfield? Like he'd be like, oh fuck, he's like tall. I don't know. Oh, um, no. I was gonna say like Jonathan Bailey. Really? Yeah, he's he's gonna be in Wicked. I just want to make sure that goes on record. That the amazing Austin from the JCC just stage whispered <laughs> upcoming Fiero. Wait, the Fiero for the upcoming Wicked movie. I'm like, oh, well, I know him. <laughs> wow. That's a gay podcast. That's a gay uh, fucking podcast. Um, what was he known for before Fiero? Bridgerton. Oh, that's why I'm canceled. I've never actually seen Bridgerton. Yeah, me either. But I still, <laughs> but you know, have, I still know hot your finger people. on the pulse. He's hot. Um, does everybody in this room know who Jonathan Bailey is? Come on now. Okay, we've got John one. knows. John knows. Um, so obviously, I know what he looks like. Okay, and well, the internet here is not working because I'm on airplane mode. <laughs> so Jonathan Bailey, that's not is, helpful. Is physically or emotionally or both? Well, I'm not super emotionally tapped in quite yet. Um, we're working on that front. Um, Guess how tall he is? Five eleven. On the money. Yep. Snaps to Brian Derek. You you think that is Wikipedia is not my homepage? <laughs> you really are. You are a Baileyite, or whatever the fans are called. No, I really know nothing about him. But I'm gonna make British. sure. Oh. Think, are you a slut for an accent? Um, yeah. He is an English actor. Okay, great. And he's known for comedy, drama, and musical roles. Wow. Which I triple threat. I'm trying to show the room. <laughs> okay. Um, he's now touring around the room with <laughs> a photo of Jonathan Bailey on this. Uh, a lot of people get through. 
He's coming back, walking back, walking back. Okay. No, keep narrating, no, narrating yeah, yeah, for the yeah. rest of this episode. Okay. okay um, <laughs> celebrity type is Jonathan Bailey. Yeah. Are you the type of person? Oh, I love this. A new question that's been really successful with my clients. Are you the type of person where you're at a party and the person who's doing a little more of the talking between you and your partner, is that person you doing a little more of that talking or is it your partner? Where does the extroversion lie? I've honestly been in relationships with both. Oh. Like, like in, in, in both situations. Um, I so you think, should have said it in your straight way, so we flip. <laughs> <laughs> I think we I prefer flip. for them to be that person more than me. Hell yeah. That's that's how I know you're half Jewish. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm canceled. <laughs> no, um, it's true. <laughs> so you've been with both. Ideally, they're doing a little more of the talking. Yeah. Does anybody else have any questions about what we th- what what we want to know that Brian's into? Oh, do you have Are a f- bringing bachelors in? Is that what's happening? So bachelor number one is wearing a, <laughs> a newsies cap <laughs> and a backpack full of secrets. <laughs> Give it up for Giuseppe. <laughs> um, do you have a physical? I know, like the Fiero guys, but like, is there like when you're on the subway, are you eye fucking a specific type of person? I think I cover the the gamut. Like if I lined my X's up, it wouldn't be overly consistent. But I would say I lean towards the like a rugged type more than a very pretty type. Oh, that was a really nice way of saying <laughs> of saying what? I'm gonna interpret it in like the like most crass way. You're into guys who can throw you but can't write poetry. No, wrong. You prefer guys who aren't afraid at a gym, but who used to have long hair. <laughs> um, I think we're moving farther away. Uh, no, I'm not even. I'm not talking about their physical body type. Oh, I'm talking about like their aesthetic. I see. Like Williamsburg versus kind of. I think you're like closer, right? Is yeah. more. I like. Uh, a common thread tends to be facial hair. Pro. Like, pro. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I yeah, see. Yeah. I see. Yeah. You're not Timothee Chalamet. You're no, Murray no, Bartlett. No, no, no. But who? Murray Bartlett. Yes, 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 yes. I don't need you to be like a muscle. <sighs> and whatever. now, I'm so sorry for the, tran- the lost in translation. Yeah. So what you're saying is you're not opposed to a daddy. Not opposed. Okay, now we're getting into the nitty gritty. What is the oldest age you would date what is the oldest age you would sleep with um the oldest my my last boyfriend Mm -hmm. we were i'm doing math this is a math old was this is a math filled podcast we were like 18 years apart how young was he? I'm kidding. Um, so, um, <laughs> so age is not a big thing for me. I'm like, I want to, I want a vibe, and I want to feel like we. How long did you date this person? 18 years older than you? Uh, a little over a year. Wow, I love that. And did he look like Marie Bartlett? Um, no, he was bald. I'm not joking. The older I get, the more I get into bald guys. 
I've like never not been into bald guys. Was that an attack? <laughs> I'm just saying I started it, I guess. <laughs> Find his keepers. <laughs> I just, yeah, I've, I think I've always had a daddy thing. But when I see like the combo of what you're saying, the bald and the beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. It's, it's so like, good. Um, I do have a couple questions that I have written down that I want to get you to answer. <laughs> so question number one. On May 29th, you posted a series of photos that you captioned, Padump. Is the Kylie Minogue bop being overplayed, or are you still bopping? <laughs> oh my god, I feel very attacked. Uh, I feel very attacked. <laughs> it's not it's overplayed not, for me, and I don't. I'm not. That I'm wasn't a leading I'm question. Still, no, I know. I'm still dumping. I'm still. Uh, I love it. I'm still playing that. And to you, if we in ten years from now look at the definition of dumping. How will it be historically recorded as <laughs> to padump? I am padumping. What does it mean? Um, and you can go as graphic as you want. <laughs> no, it definitely means I padump, <laughs> you padump, they padump, 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 padump. <laughs> um, no, it definitely means it's like trash posting. A whole slew of of content, just a time. dump, but yeah, it's yeah. gay. But yeah, yeah, but like the content is like specifically unhinged for the poster. Did you feel um, ogled that I posted your thirst trap and just talked about that it was good? I forgot until right now. That but was I, me. No, I know, I know, but I forgot about that. I know, I love that. I appreciated that. Can you imagine if you were actually mad and you had to answer in front of a lot of That was crowd? like the most skin I've shown on Instagram in like years. <laughs> of course, this horny asshole is like, look how fucking hot he is. <laughs> <laughs> so was that, um, did that dissuade you to post again? Um, no. I'm, I'm fishing. There are no plans. Okay, okay, there okay. are no plans for further well, whenever you need content, <laughs> regulation, discussion, <laughs> planning, brainstorming. Know that I'm here. I appreciate that. For free. It's hard to come by, honestly. Listen, a good a, a good social media manager, you're all doing the Lord's work out there. <laughs> um, question number two. People have commented on your content. Brian, run for president. Would you? Well, I've come on your podcast to <laughs> make an announcement. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the guest podcast. It's where Brian Derrick announced. <laughs> CNN's like, this baggity podcast. <laughs> That's more like Fox, but um, no, that would be CNN. Let's be real. <laughs> now that Jake's gone, is that his name? <laughs> Tapper? Oh, he's still there. Who's he's Chris there. Cuomo? Don Lemon. Oh, wow! Wait, would he call me? Not a even kind of close. Um, no, I forgot. He is Don he... Lemon is gay, so they 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 the gay one's gone. Push. He got fired or quit. Wow, or I really forgot about all that. Yeah, it was a whole drama for like 36 hours. And then no one ever thought about oh, it. Oh, so again. now that Don Lemon's gone, they don't know what to exactly, do. Thank you. Exactly. I'm catching up on and the now, joke yeah. that I made. Now, um, right. Wow. So no, sir, I will not be running for office anytime soon. I really, I really don't have intentions to run. I've worked very closely with a lot of elected officials at many different levels of government. 
And I think that I can do more good on the outside helping other people than I can by running. I'm not somebody who needs to see my name on the sign. And you really especially in in 2023 need to want that in yeah order you to need run. to like know how to like get twitter engagement depends on your district but sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you're thinking of like the you would know a lot better than me. you're thinking of like marjorie taylor green and lauren bobert and aoc ted and cruz, ted cruz yeah. right, right right but like those are like the wings of the party oh. and all of the people you've never heard of have no Twitter engagement. That's the problem, right? Oh. It's like it's all, the but they still want their names and lights. They still have there. There are there are some electeds who I believe are not narcissists, of course. Like, but you have to be at least willing to tolerate that. We'll we'll say that. We'll move the line and say maybe instead of wanting your name and lights, you need to at least be willing to tolerate it. I don't want it. I don't want that. You know, that's a very good point because it speaks to any profession you have to want to be around the type of person that works in the profession yeah i bring this up because matt my husband works in digital marketing and with like a lot of social media stuff and you have to work with a lot of different personalities especially in a creative space but it's different types of creatives and so like that is already as a creative i can say a lot of us can be bonkers. And not that Matt's are bonkers, but I'm just saying, like, you gotta like wanna be around those types of people. I mean, Matt's fucking married to me, so like that goes enough into like that he's doing a he's yeah, that's able his break. to deal with it. Yeah. But um for a politician, it's a good point that they wanna have they need to want to be around those types of people. Totally. So I I'm, do not. Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, I guess I still work with them. But. Um you just turned thirty years old. I did. Happy belated birthday. Thank you. Thanks. Were you slutty on your birthday? I was not. Okay. I had an intimate dinner party with my friends. and What percentage of your friends are gay? Probably 75% of like my very close friends. Probably 75%. Passed with flying colors. And by the way, if, I, if you would have asked me that two years ago, my number would have been very different than it is now. So that was what, not... A, what would it have been and when I So I, I live in LA now. When I lived in New York, I... um had gay friends and like obviously like loved going out but i for whatever i think it's because i went to college and gravitated towards the more of the jews jcc and and less of the gays and my gay friends sort of like moved to different cities so i had more straight friends in new york la i have 89 <laughs> percent gay friends sure and it's so it's just uh no judgment to people who obviously are on different sides of the spectrum but it's just it it is a a different experience to be friends with. I'm lucky that I have both, but to be in New York with a group of gay friends to me would be a different experience than what I have. Totally. Well, it's also a lot about when in your life you meet your friends, right? And yeah. So some people have close friend, like their close friends are newer friends, yeah. and some people are have the same close friends now that they did in college yeah. or before college, right? And I think that also influences it heavily where the places that you spend your time now are going to be where you find your friends. Yes. And if you're spending your time in more queer spaces, doing things like cool podcasts, and Hello. like you're going to grow your, your queer network pretty quick, right? That's a very good point. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello 
Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Um, in 19, you, you posted this and this is going to be, uh, we're going to raise our glasses to someone in a moment. In 1977, this is what you posted. Ruth Shack introduced yep. a bill to ban anti-gay demonstration, take three, to ban anti-gay discrimination in housing and employment. She was not queer, but she just knew it was the right thing to do. Her fucking bitch ex-friend, Anita Bryant, launched a national campaign to hate on queer people and said that we were a threat to children. Fuck her. But Ruth not only stood by our community, but she sent Brian Derrick a video thanking him for keeping on, keeping on. And I found out that Ruth Shack is a fucking Jew. Yes. And she's about to turn 92 this summer. And I want to take this moment to thank you for posting that. Thank her for sending that. And everybody raise a glass to Ruth fucking Shack. To Ruth Shack. I love that. Cheers, I love her Ruth. so much. Hmm. We got a, we got a shout out to the um to the allies to the the Jews absolutely um that was big that was a big deal that was um on Instagram I have had a bunch of weird and like chance interactions with very famous people just because of like the nature of, of yeah. what I post about and that genuinely was probably my favorite social media interaction ever maybe except Ryan Reynolds. But other than that, other than that, he's like the one. But other than that, like Ruth Jack, it's in the bag. That was so freaking cool because nobody knows who that is. She's had a huge, made a huge mark on history, like on history, yeah. on American history. And literally on us sitting here. Totally, totally, yeah. And, and it's like, wow, thank you, Ruth. And I do, and I genuinely feel, and I'm sure any other Jews here are listening, like when and when you hear a Jewish person do something so much for good. Yep. It makes me feel like proud to have any sort of connection to her. Absolutely. She's like a real like Esther sort of character. Yeah. You know, if we may bring it to Purim, which I always try to <laughs> every episode. That is what this podcast is about, right? <laughs> uh, and what the podcast is also about is asking this other question, which is Brian Derrick. If the world was ending, you could only save one character actress. Who would you say? Mm. Oh. Period. 
You're going to be so shook by the answer. Wait, wait, wait. Please don't tell me yet. Okay, everyone. I'm going to be shook by the answer. Before I ask any question, I'm going to give you a guess. It's wrong. Brian Derrick would say this, but he's not. He's actually saying this answer, which I would be shocked by. And that answer is Ruth Shack. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> that answer is Sally Field. Nope. Let that her, let her die. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that. You can't say that. I'm only allowed to say one. Come you said. I know. You made up the rules. Hun, your answer, Judy Greer. You're that. Okay. I know who it is. Kim Cattrall from Sex and the City. Samantha. No. No. Who is it? It's Barbara Streisand. <laughs> Why would I be shocked by that? A fucking gay Jew saying Barbara Streisand? Um, I thought that you were going to go political. Oh, I thought that you were going like, to like, um, say something political. Who's a political character actress that you think I thought you would have said? Um, I don't know. I don't watch political stuff. <laughs> it's triggering. I was going to say a real politician. Who who would I save? Mrs. Roosevelt. <laughs> um, What's her name again? Eleanor? Yeah. Roosevelt? I'm like, whoa. I think Eleanor Roosevelt is a character actress. <laughs> okay, no. You, uh, Julie Louis-Dreyfus. Oh, yeah. Julie Louis-Dreyfus. Yeah, totally. Um, no, but Barbara one. Streisand. Yep. Can I ask you a question? Does your, I know that your dad's not Jewish, but he is married to a Jew. Does he like Barbara Streisand a lot, or is it just my Jewish dad? Um, no, he's a Judy Garland fan. Anti-Barbara? Not anti. Okay. No, 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 no. Is he Meet Me in St. Louis, or is he just Wizard of Oz? Wizard of Oz. I took them to see Wicked. Finally. They never seen In it. New York? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did they think? Oh, they were blown away. How was your alphabet? They loved it. Fantastic. (sighs) Don't ask me who it was. (gasps) I wasn't going to because I knew that would have been a trip. What was her name? Um, Next question is actually a perfect segue from Ruth to Barbara. Okay. Are there any other important women in your life that as a gay person, as a Jewish person, as just a citizen of the planet that you look up to, lust after, obsess over or just want to give props to on this chaos podcast so so many um when i was working on campaigns to get people that i really believed in elected to many different offices around the united states i worked almost exclusively for women candidates a non-binary candidate as well and a couple men but like mostly for women. And I think that most of the influences in my life, in my professional career have been women. Um, Yeah. So I could, we could spend a full episode, honestly, of me just like listing names. Yeah, it would be insane. Um, Who's your, um, she has a movie coming out. You have to see it. Who is she? No one. Mm. Um, Jennifer Lawrence is in a new romantic comedy. Do you care? Mm-mm. Um, no. Okay. Um, did you see Avatar? Sure. Oh, God. <laughs> You're going to make me ask about James Cameron? No. What do you think of the CGI? <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty cool, though. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, someone at, to- uh, like at, at top of mind right now is who I don't personally know. I mean, who I have a relationship with mostly online, uh-huh. which feels apropos. Sure. 
is Sophia Bush. <gasps> oh, how do you know Sophie? We vibe mostly on Instagram over political content. And like better than almost anybody, I think she uses her platform to do so much education and like push people to take action. And she's not afraid to like say the thing when everyone's like, get out and vote. It doesn't matter who you vote for. She'll like say the thing and be like, democracy is at stake. You need to vote for these people. Here are resources that you can look to for how to vote, for how to donate and volunteer. Like she's really uses her platform. Well, if I may butter your biscuit, I like that you do that on your Instagram because it, oftentimes feels like we don't know what to do but yours is very like gack it a gack it a ga i'm also gonna whack it a whack it a whack and dance on my cam walk that fucking duck walk that fucking duck what if i didn't get that reference Um, (laughs) totally i mean that's like my whole ethos is like knowledge is power is a lie that we have been taught um and it's really knowledge acting upon knowledge knowledge leads to action which is power knowledge can lead to action yeah but there are so many people i know who are so stressed out and read so much of the news and want to debate the ins and outs of every story with me and then i ask them just like in an earnest way like what they're doing about it and the answer too frequently is absolutely nothing they're not part of any organizations they don't volunteer for anything they're not giving money they're not i mean maybe they vote every two years and that's not enough to make a real change if you are someone who is stressed out about the state of reproductive rights lgbt equality of what's happening in our schools of voting rights all these different issues if that really is something that you're so concerned about that you want to listen to podcasts and follow newsletters and read in-depth yeah. articles about it, then you should be willing to do something about it's it too. It's almost like anxiety porn, I would say. A hundred percent. Which like... Outrage Olympics. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and as right. someone who as I would say, a, a majority of Jews are quite anxious, it yeah. is not helpful to just spiral. And as someone who is a big spiral, I had a therapist, truly... My first therapist I had for seven years, she said to me, do you ever think, why all the drama in my head? And I was like, Boom. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> After calling her a bitch, I realized she was right. But it's the same thing of like, of not taking action. Right. Totally. And I think while I have clearly represented that I'm a really knowledgeable person of Eleanor Roosevelt or... You were close. Or some other people or things, I do know that a big frustration with people who want, who are anxious and sad about their current state, not taking change is one of the most frustrating things. Totally. Um, since we are getting towards the end, I am going to ask probably the most important question that I listed from your Instagram. I'm ready. Uh, I would say five or six years ago, you posted yourself with two other people wearing a cutoff. And a cutoff that looked like it was bringing on cosplay. Why? <laughs> because I'm still big red. <gasps> Have you prompted that before and answered that way before? No. I'm not joking. Your confidence <laughs> in the dramatic pause from because I'm still big red. Um, holy cow, that was really beautifully done. So you were bringing on gay from the jump. Yeah, totally. Like we, okay, so that photo was from Halloween. What year? 
I mean, I literally thought 2018. Yeah, you probably know I better know. than I do. So I you, are, you are out, though, at this point. Extremely homosexual. Okay. Like, like years into my homosexual dependence. And... Dependence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd, yeah, I'm true. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm totally. Sorry. Right. Um, and me and my friends were the Rancho Carne Toros for Halloween. And not only did we look great great, and very on point, but we knew all of the choreography and we had our other friends. You're kidding. Who happened to be black. They were the Compton Clovers. They were the Compton Clovers and also knew the choreography. And we had a full on choreographed dance battle, like sort of, sort of spontaneously at this event. You're telling me. It was wild. That this happened. And there's not a viral TikTok video to there show us? There is a video of it. <laughs> there is a video. There is a video. But is I don't it on the internet? It. Yeah, I don't know where. Oh, okay, okay. Somebody, we'll somebody it. has it. <laughs> Podcast notes. <laughs> Google. <laughs> he said not to do ASMR. Fuck. Okay, um, so listen. I think that we did a gorgeous job covering everything on my list and for the podcast. But there's one question, Brian Derrick. I'm terrified. I did not prep you on. Okay. And that question is maybe something you feel strongly about or not. And if you don't, we're, we're still going to get the answer and find it together. The question is, what is the best Whoopi Goldberg film? Um, make a note to edit out. Awesome. <laughs> what is the one she did yeah, I'm listening. with the child who has like a I spy book or something. <gasps> Are you talking about with a French actor? And he's the imaginary friend? Well, maybe. What movie is that? Um, it's with Gérard Depardieu. And it is called Bogus. Yep. Is that actually it? Yeah. Wow! Yeah. That is such a good movie. It's, it's from 1996. Yes. That's The right. year yep. you were born. Nope, but... Four. Yep. 94. Yeah. Um, I, I remember seeing it in theaters. At two years old. Um, did Maybe. you see Sister Act 2? Sister Act? No. Well, now we know. If, if we Gay ever, card revoked. No, it's not. It's just if we ever... Sorry, when we hang out again, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to show you at some point Sister Act 2 or like a meme. You know, like I'll start, yeah. your, I'll start your education. I think I saw the first one as a child, but it didn't like stick with me, to be honest. And that's okay. Wow, we have a lot of work to do. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. yet action is what creates change. <laughs> Brian, Derek, I want to thank you for coming on That's a Gay-Ass Podcast. I want to thank the amazing people who came to watch this and to listen to this. And um, Brian, can you tell the dolls where they can find you, online or otherwise? Absolutely. You can find me on most socials at Brian Derek underscore. Succinct, well said, and a star is born. Everybody give a round of applause to Brian Derek. Thank you so much for listening to That's a Gay As Podcast. This 100th episode was recorded live at the JCC on the Upper West Side of Manhattan with Brian Derrick. If you have not yet left a five-star review as a 100th episode gift, why don't you say in the review what you love about it? And if you just want to say with an asterisk that I'm a fagotrini... I love that so much. And I love you. Get ready for more guests, more live shows, announcements to come. And I'll see you for the 101st episode next week.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.